Well, it is, like I said, we're going to begin this year. Um, you know, there's just a lot of things, a lot of emotions and mixed feelings when we think about the past year and moving into the new year, new hopes. Um, and I want to thank everyone that uh, participated in the 24-hour prayer vigil. It was very powerful, and I have gotten several responses from people that maybe did it for the first time, um, how blessed they were and how the Lord spoke to them through that. But we wanted to start that so that we kind of ushered out and we pray for the healing and all the devastation and the suffering that was caused in 2020 through the pandemic and just uh, political issues. I mean, the list is long. And so we want to pray for healing going forward, but we want to play, pray that in all of this, because God tells us in the good times, in the, in the mountaintops, in the valleys, God takes all things, all things, and works them for our greater good and for his glory. So we pray that going into 2021. And we don't, don't have expectations what that is, but be looking for how God's glory is going to be manifest in your life, in your relationships, in our churches, in our families, and dedicate ourselves to that. And that's why I wanted to do this, remember our baptism, as we go into 2021, that we remember the covenant God has given to us, the, the, the free grace, and, the, and what that does. When we, when we are baptized, we are baptized into God's love and grace. And now, Baptism oftentimes is, between denominations, um, kind of a hot topic about when should you be baptized. Is there infant baptism? Do you have an age of accountability? But really, if you think about it, it's really all kind of the same. Because in believers' baptism, they want somebody to be at the age of accountability, whichever that is. I'm not sure what that is. Some of us of older age, maybe we're still not there yet. I don't know. But they want you to be at a certain age that you can uh, receive that for yourself. But in infant baptism, at the beginning, the, the baptism is, the emphasis is on our commitment and on God's grace. And then we're in churches that practice infant baptism, they have um, community, or, or, Confirmation. My mind is not working today. Uh, confirmation. And what is that? An age of accountability where you confirm what God had done. That you confirm that baptism. So when Blakely goes through confirmation, she will confirm what we did here today for herself. And so I want us to remember our baptism and what God has done for us. But first, let me read our scripture this morning comes out of the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 3, uh, beginning in verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him 
I am well pleased. This is the word of God for the people of God. I love that image coming up out of the water. Um, I remember, and I don't, I asked Lisa if I told this story, but I don't think I did. I know I did in our group, so you might have heard it. But the baptism of my kids, when my three older kids were young, we, I'd kind of come into ministry, so they weren't baptized as infants. Um, and so we were trying to figure out where are we going to baptize them? What did we want to do? And so I didn't really know how to do it or where we wanted to do it. And so we ended up at this place in Colorado where we would vacation. And it had a beautiful river coming down, coming down through this canyon. I said, well, this is kind of going to be our place. Um, and let, let, let's, let's do it there. And our, my kids were like probably five through eight at the time, something like that. And so we went down there, and it was kind of a retirement community, and there was an abnormal amount of retired pastors there, and, uh, but, and from different denominations, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, and they were all older, and so it was very more of a traditional crowd, but that was good. So I, this is what we're going to do for church, and they were all on board, and they came with us, and so we, like in a movie, walked down to the river and there we were in this river, in this beautiful mountains of Colorado, in this brisk river. And I went out into the river, and it was cold. It was cold, and I was about up here. And then I had my kids come out, one at a time. I had my oldest come first. His name's Zachary, and I've told you a little bit about Zachary. And so Zachary came out, and I grabbed him, and I whispered in his ear real quick. I said, Zachary, it's going to be cold, so just brace yourself. You know, he goes, okay, Dad. So I said, Zachary, James McClure, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And he come up out of that near freezing water. And now, we had Presbyterian, Methodist, and Baptist, but they thought it was a, a Pentecostal baptism because he came up and he went, whoa, oh, oh. And went running out of that river. And that repeated three times. Each time I tried to warn, it's going to be cold, hang on to yourself. And each time, woo! I'm not sure, maybe that's how it should be, right? Maybe that's how it should be. But they're always going to remember their baptism. And I refer back to that sometimes. Hey, even if they're going out or something, you know, remember. Remember who you are. Um, they're older now, so I don't do that as much. But that baptism marks, when we are baptized, it says to the world, it declares our relationship to Christ. It says we are now part of a, a community of believers. We have received what God has given us. And so we enter into somewhat of a covenant, but it's not a covenant like the old covenant because that's what God does in Jesus Christ. He has fulfilled the covenant. And not just his side of the covenant, our side of the covenant. You know, just a quick recap. 
The, what we learn from the Old Testament and God's chosen people is that humanity can't be faithful enough, can't be righteous enough. We try with all we have, but we end up worshiping other gods. We end up being unfaithful in our relationship. And that's the story of the Old Testament, constantly. In relationship, falling out. In relationship, falling out. And God handing them over to the, to the consequences of their choices. And then the last, last part of Malachi it's prophesied that, that Jesus is going to come as a refining fire. And so, in Jesus Christ, he's fully human, fully divine, because he's t- taken our part. And remember when he is in the garden? Remember the two garden stories? We have the one Adam, who when tempted to do his own will, he followed it. And that represents all of us, that we can't do it on our own. And so God sent Jesus Christ, fully human, fully divine. The fully human part is for us. Because, let's go to the other garden, the, what Romans calls the second Adam, Jesus. And there in the garden he is tempted to follow his own will, right? He even says it while he's praying. Lord, I would soon not go through this, but... There's the temptation. That's what the, that was the temptation in the wilderness right after Jesus was baptized. To, hey, you don't have to go through this. Just do, you, you got power, just do your own thing. Follow your will. And in the garden, he's tempted. Man, I do not want to do this. But, here's the salvation. Not my will, your will be done. And so when we receive Christ as our Savior, we enter in through the second Adam, through Jesus Christ, and his faithfulness becomes our faithfulness. His righteousness becomes our righteousness. And so the covenant is fulfilled in Christ Jesus. So when we're baptized, or we come to that point in confirmation, all we're doing, the covenant is I will live fully into the gift you have given me. I will will follow you. I will obey you. I will love you. And this is the question for us. As we remember our baptism, how are we doing in that relationship? You know, every relationship goes into some hard times. Right? We all kind of, uh, with your spouse, there's good times and then there's some rough times. And every now and then you have to kind of recommit yourself, reevaluate, say, well, how's my behavior been? Have I been being the husband that, that I need to be? And every now and then, every now and then, just not very many times since Desiree's not here, it, I have to say Yes. I'm not doing a very good job. I'm not living fully into the relationship. I need to do better. And I recommit myself to be a better husband and to live more fully in that relationship. And that's what we do for Remember Your Baptism. I can't think of a better day than this first Sunday of the new year after 2020 going into 2021, to sit and to evaluate our relationship with God. Am I living fully into the relationship, into the abundant life God has given me? 
And if we're honest, probably not, because we can always do more. And so it's a time to, to recommit, to reevaluate, to reflect. So I want to give you more of myself. I've given you a lot, but I've held a lot back. So when we go through this, you all have your vials that are here, right? The little, yes. And so what we will do, I'm going to go read through the, lit, the liturgy, very similar in the reaffirmation, but I'll be addressing you. And you will answer the questions. And then when, we, when we're done and it's time, I will say the words of, about a reaffirmation. I remember my baptism and I recommit myself to a relationship or whatever I end up saying. And then you can do whatever you want with that water. You can dab it and give the sign of the cross. You can um, just splash a little. You can pour it on your head and let it fall down just like God's grace does. And I'll let you in on a little secret. I had to fill in some slots on the prayer vigil, but we were full up. And one of my last spots I had was 10 to 11. And I had brought some boxes, and in those boxes, somebody had brought me back some, some water from the River Jordan. And so I said, that's what I'm going to do, my last hour of prayer. And I went around and I blessed this church for 2021. That God would use this and God would be glorified and God would set a fire and revival in this church. I did it to the church. Now let's do it to ourselves. So if you would join me. I want you to take a couple minutes here and at home as I prepare to read the liturgy. Take a couple minutes and ask yourself, am I living fully in the relationship Jesus died to give me? The abundant life that Jesus gave his life that I might have. Am I living fully into that? Let the Holy Spirit speak to you so that we're ready when we go through this baptism. Take a few moments to pray, please. Amen. I hope you at home are ready with your water before you and that we will ask God's blessing on what is here and what is um, at your homes. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. It is God's gift, an act of grace, given without price for us. Through reaffirmation of faith, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism, acknowledge what God is doing for us, and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church and to live fully in to the relationship God 
has given us. On behalf of the whole church, and I ask you all to participate both here and at home with an, an answer of I do. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce spiritual forces of wickedness, reject evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and the power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, oppression, in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior and put your whole trust in his grace and promise to serve him as Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? According to the grace God has given you, will you remain a faithful member of Christ's body, a faithful disciple of his church, and serve Christ in this world? Now let us ask God's blessing upon the water that is to be our reaffirmation, both here and at home. Lord, we ask your blessing upon this water, that in receiving it, we are reminded that baptism is an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual cleansing and salvation. And so, Lord, when we feel the water, Lord, let us be reminded of the healing and the cleansing that you have given us through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice for us. That in dying with him, we have also been raised with him. And that we have been blessed in new life. But as always, we are not blessed for ourselves alone, but that we might be a blessing for others. We are the harvest that becomes the workers. Help us to be faithful workers. Help us to live more fully into the relationship that you have given us through Jesus Christ our Lord. We ask your Holy Spirit to bless this, that as in this act of remembrance, Lord, your Holy Spirit would pour into our hearts and cover us with your grace. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you're here, you can go ahead and open them. Whatever the Lord leads you to do, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, I ask you to remember your baptism. Let us pray. Dear Lord, as the water rushes over us, as we feel its cleansing power, its refreshing, living water. Lord, may you pour your living water to cleanse our souls, to revive us, to clean us up, that we might be your people, proclaiming your love to a desperately hurting world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.